Hello, I'm Paul Dragu, and this is Freedom is the Cure. In this episode, I'm going to do a little something different. I want to talk about the opportunity that America, along with many other countries, now have to break the chains of tyranny that have been slowly encroaching on us for decades and are now obviously trying to strangle us. A little over a week ago, the world watched as thousands of semi-trucks and cars, many with the word freedom inscribed on them, descended onto the Canadian capital to protest the country's authoritarian vaccine mandates and COVID-related restrictions in general. This was sparked by the mandate requiring unvaccinated truckers coming back into the country to quarantine for 14 days, but exploded into so much more. It became a statement of desire for total freedom by a populace who had been starved severely. The convoy, which has inspired protests around the globe now, had been rolling across the vast frozen northern country for over a week. It seemed that everywhere it went, supporters had gathered on the side of the highway to cheer these truckers on. Some supporters even shot off fireworks to show their appreciation. Hordes of Canadians were grateful these truckers were making the statement they'd been scared to. Video interviews revealed how oppressed Canadians felt by the dictatorial mandates its government had imposed on them. Some people, when interviewed about their support for the convoy, cried out of relief from the realization that they weren't alone in their hunger for liberty. By the time the truckers reached Ottawa, tens of thousands had crammed in around it, according to reports. There was a sea of people there. Coverage by Rebel News indicates it was also a liberty party. They laughed, they laughed, they hugged, they talked, they drank, they waved Canadian flags. Some even played hockey in the street. And they did it all like it was 2019. If anyone doubted it before, it's obvious that freedom is still popular in Canada. This may have been news to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who earlier in the week labeled the convoy a small fringe minority of people. He also said they were holding unacceptable views. It's hard to tell if Trudeau said what he said in ignorance and he really believed his dictates were overwhelmingly popular or if he was just spouting propaganda he knew was a lie. More concerning is his use of the word unacceptable. Unacceptable? Really? That's how tyrants talk. To have the opinion that you shouldn't be coerced into getting a foreign chemical jabbed into your body is unacceptable? Notice that tyrants love to draw the line. Remember King Biden's statement, our patience is wearing thin, which he made just before he tried to force OSHA as the vaccine compliance Gestapo onto the American people? Authoritarians love to make dissenters feel alone, to make you think you're the only one with these unacceptable views of freedom and choice. Trudeau, along with Biden, often like to say that the majority and this majority are already doing the thing they're forcing you to do. The lie that lockdowns, mandates, and vaccine passports were measured or approved by an overwhelming majority of people have been among the most blatant propaganda campaigns. An Angus Reid poll, published on January 31st, shows that 54% of Canadians favor ending the pandemic restrictions. In America, vaccine mandates have always been unpopular. A Quinnipiac poll from back in September said 51% of Americans oppose vax mandates. I suspect that number was higher then, and certainly now, as even the mainstream regime media is acknowledging that people are sick of COVID restrictions. Once you step outside the authoritarian wastelands in California and New York, and you stop visiting the New York Times and Washington Post comment boards, it's hard to find more than two stragglers who advocate for tyranny. Even people who follow the rules hated them. 
They're part of the massive exodus of American refugees leaving leftist states for freer red states. A note to all blue state refugees, leave your destructive politics in California. Despite the propaganda machine's efforts to manipulate people into obedience, it has failed. Canadians, Americans, people all over the world believe their views against tyranny are perfectly acceptable and they're not afraid to speak up. Canada, made up of our friendly maple syrup making, hockey playing, neighbors to the north, has among the most oppressive COVID-19 decrees in the supposed free world. There's a federal restriction barring unvaccinated travelers from getting on planes or trains. In some provinces, the government limits how many people citizens can have in their own home. And the latest, after the trucker protests began, the rulers of Nova Scotia had the gall to ban people from gathering on the side of the highways to support them. And of course, there are a few places you can go in Canada without having to put on a ridiculous mask. Also, Canadians, like people in other Western countries, have to have vaccine passports. This is also happening in major U.S. cities like New York and Los Angeles and D.C. It's incredibly concerning that journalists and pundits, and anyone with a pulse and the ability to read, are not pointing out that these are hallmark totalitarian measures. The Nazi regime required their citizens to show passports to move about in their country, as did the Soviets to move about in their totalitarian hellhole. The Canadian government's autocratic actions are not surprising. First off, its Charter of Rights and Freedoms makes exceptions to freedoms by justifying it as reasonable limits such as where the law serves the broader societal values underlying a free and democratic society. That includes a commitment to social justice, the Charter says. We've all seen how free and just social justice is. Canadians, it looks like it may be time to get an actual Bill of Rights that doesn't make exceptions for unalienable rights. Canada is also a socialist country, albeit many like to split hairs and argue it's a, uh, it's a socialist democracy. The false belief that socialism and freedom can coexist explains why people all over the Western world are surprised that their elected leaders have taken their freedoms away. Canadians gave their health care over to the state long ago. The government also hands out a mountain of other welfare bennies. So why, would its rulers think it, why wouldn't its rulers think it could dictate what the peasants should put in their bodies, where they can and cannot go, how many people they can and cannot have in their own home? Like millions of American cheerleaders for socialism, Canadians thought they could have a bloated bureaucracy run by experts and ambitious narcissistic politicians who think government is the answer to everything while keeping their freedoms too. They were, they were brainwashed to prize security over freedom. And now they have neither. They're not even secure in their own home. The Western world's self-appointed rulers have decided freedom is only applicable sometimes. And that does not include the last two years. Because what's best for us now is to be injected with an experimental shot that came out three hours ago to tame an already harmless disease that came out the day before. And they decided that if you don't like that, you can shut up and you can stay home because you'll be banned from society for thinking unacceptable thoughts and doing unacceptable things. They label people who don't fall in line, fringe and anti-science, uncompassionate, grandma killers, and even racists. Because, you know, everything is racist these days. They put pressure on social media platforms to silence those who point out the exceedingly inane logic of their measures in order to perpetuate the illusion that COVID is the black plague and freedom is fringe. All so, you can all so they can continue to control you, while they live it up and ignore their own stupid rules. Support for authoritarianism has never been popular. 
despite what the media would have you believe. Sure, it exists. And it's sad how many people have been brainwashed to ask and insist on their own subjugation. But they're not the majority. In addition to the polls I mentioned, there are more telling indicators that tyranny was always unpopular. In America, it only took weeks after lockdowns were implemented in 2020 for anti-lockdown protests to pop up all across the country. And in counties across the nation, since the beginning of the COVID hysteria, sheriffs have been nullifying the tyrannical dictates passed down by those in the capitals or even in their own counties, rendering free zones for millions of Americans. These weren't just red state sheriffs. This included sheriffs in California and even New York. And some of the most populated states, Florida and Texas among them, almost never had any restrictions in the first place. It's telling that those states have been experiencing the largest influx of people moving in. And you know what states are people are leaving the most? California, New York, Washington, Oregon, states run by tyrants. Freedom was never fringe. Freedom lovers were never the minority. And we know resistance is not futile. They lie. They've lied from the beginning. They've lied about the efficacy of lockdowns and cloth masks. They've lied about the danger of the virus. They lied about the efficacy of the vaccine, and they inflated COVID hospitalization numbers. And they've suppressed cheap, effective early treatment medication, according to highly credible experts like Drs. Peter McCullough and Robert Malone. They lie because this was never about the virus. This is far more sinister than little tyrants getting their power kicks. It only took a few months after COVID hysteria exploded for the World Economic Forum, a globalist group of powerful deep state elites that meets every year in Davos, Switzerland, to announce its Great Reset campaign in the summer of 2020. In short, the Great Reset says COVID is the perfect reason to change everything, and they mean everything, from what you eat to where you live to what you should own, which, by the way, if they have their way, will be nothing. But don't worry because you'll be happy. They never, of course, answered the obvious lingering question, if I own nothing, who owns everything? The answer is they will. This was always about fundamentally changing the world order. This was always about finally submerging the entire world under a one world governing system to be ruled by a group of demonic megalomaniacs who think you're too stupid and animalistic to do what's best for you and others. For the conspiracy, one world tyrannical government is the goal. That's been the case long before the word COVID-19 was ever uttered. We weren't about the dangers of COVID hysteria and its real goal from the beginning. On March 2020, as state governments were clamping down on basic freedoms before it was even widely known how harmless COVID-19 is, CEO of JBS Bill Hahn in a video took issue with the governors who were using the virus as an excuse to trample individual liberties. A virus doesn't get to waive your right to life, liberty, and property, he said. Writing in the April 20, 2020 issue of the JBS affiliate magazine, The New American, Dennis Barron, the magazine's publisher, warned that the socialist police state approach would not only fail, but have dire consequences. Using police state tactics to shutter the economy and control the movement and activity of people creates a multitude of conditions that put lives at risk, including increased poverty, depression, drug and alcohol abuse, suicide, and more, Barrett wrote. And that's exactly what's happened. There's no shortage of reports from the CDC, WHO, and medical journals that admit the physical and psychological damage so-called mitigation measures have caused. 
Johns Hopkins just released a study concluding that, quote, that lockdowns have had little to no public health effects. They have, eno- they have imposed enormous economic and social costs where they have been adopted. This wasn't hard to predict. The data already existed before they started implementing their destructive measures. We also warned where this was going. In the May 18, 2020 TNA issue titled Force Vaccines and Digital IDs, Barrett, again, predicted that mandatory vaccines were coming. He warned readers that the deep state network wanted to exploit the COVID hysteria it helped create to implement even more surveillance and control of the masses to achieve its ultimate goal of global technocratic totalitarianism. A first step toward implementing a vaccine-based ID scheme is conditioning people to accept the idea that they will need to prove their vaccination and health status before being allowed by government to engage in any activities that heretofore were exercised without restriction by a free people, Barrett correctly predicted. Huh. Again, this was in May 2020, before the COVID shots even existed. How did he know that they would mandate them? In the article, Barrett cites a mountain of documents that have been available for some time, indicating globalists' true intentions. We provided a link to the issue in the description. Well, now the world's fighting spirit and hunger for freedom has been inflamed. Like Americans and Canadians, people all over the world have come together in droves to protest, packing city squares across the globe. This just happened with the Defeat the Mandates rally in Washington, D.C., there are report it's happened, reports it's happened in Germany, it's happened in France, Italy, Poland, and Spain. People gathering as far as the eye can see to protest tyranny and demand freedom. The world is now awake. People understand that something sinister is at play. And now is the perfect time for a full-blown worldwide freedom movement. One where people all over the world begin the long process of decentralizing and significantly disempowering their federal governments. We've been working on this for quite some time, so it'd be nice to see everyone get on board. We are here because there is no aspect of life that bureaucrats and politicians don't have their grubby little fingers in. That was a major concern for our founder, Robert Welch. In 1958, Welch told a small group of businessmen and professionals that one of the conspiracy's major goals is to greatly increase socialistic control over every operation of our economy and every activity of our lives. Clearly, that's exactly what has happened. How is it that healthcare workers at 76,000 health facilities in America now have no choice but to be shot with a, jab, with a jab or find another job? Well, the Supreme Court made it clear. When the federal government gives, it does so with conditions. The government is in the healthcare business. There are very few medical facilities that do not accept Medicaid and Medicare. As a result, the government gets to coerce healthcare workers all over the country to take the shot. And how close were we to having OSHA serve as the vaccine compliance Gestapo for all private businesses with more than 100 people? One presidential election close. Donald Trump put three judges on the Supreme Court. The outcome would have been different if those judges were appointed by Hillary Clinton. And there's the Federal Health and Human Services Department, which has no constitutional permission to exist in the first place. HHS is Dr. Anthony Fauci's employer. Can you imagine where we'd be without Tony Fauci, the medical mafia boss, Mr. Science himself, the great propagator of vaccines and suppressor of cheap, effective treatment? Thousands of doctors wouldn't have been hampered from administering cheap, effective early treatments for COVID-19 
had it not been for our centralized medical apparatus. The New American has spoken to a number of doctors who described the challenge to administering the treatment they deem best. Without Fauci and the unconstitutional federal health and human services, there probably wouldn't have been no COVID hysteria. Instead, experts would have done what's best for the patients in their specific regions, all which are different in many ways and thereby require a tailored approach. Instead, the centralized medical cartel created hysteria based on propaganda and then controlled the treatment protocol. This was possible because there is almost no medical facility left, no matter how rural and obscure a town it's in, that's not being controlled by the strings of federal funding. If it wasn't before, it's certainly clear now. Our choices are freedom or to continue the cycle of secure tyranny. And it turns out that people have spoken. And we're going to go with freedom. So now what? The first thing we need to do is stock up on knowledge. In the biblical book of Hosea, the prophet says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's a reason JBS founder Robert Welch liked to say that education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. And why is it that every totalitarian regime controls the media? Because knowledge is the ultimate weapon. The enemies of freedom depend on mass ignorance to achieve their schemes. I mentioned the examples that we warned about the dangers of lockdowns and incoming vaccine mandates. That's one of the many instances illustrating why it's important to have a dependable news source. If you haven't already, get a TNA subscription. It's available online and we have a bi-weekly print issue. We also recommend books. There's a lot of talk about the deep state, but it's not exactly the easiest thing to define. Deep State by my colleague Alex Newman does a terrific job of explaining who and what the deep state is, how it works, and what its goals are. It's, a to it's the total primer. Everyone needs to know what we're up against. I also recommend dusting off the old constitution and writings by the founding fathers who knew the dangers of absolute government. And read other books to help you understand freedom principles so you notice when they're being violated. A major reason for today's situation is because we've been sweet-talked into destructive policies and, and programs. Frederic Bastiat's The Law is a great short read that explains the moral superiority of personal liberty. Get it. The JBS Bookstore has a slew of good materials to arm you with the sword of knowledge. Take advantage. And then we need to take action. But not just any action. Effective action. There's a lot of us who have the right motivation, but spend a lot of time spinning our wheels. Take, for example, all the reports of irate parents raising a ruckus at school board meetings over the perversion of their kids and the racism brainwashing of critical race theory. The parents' motivations are good, but they're beating a dead horse. The answer to the amoral, un-American Marxist indoctrination of government schools, the curricula of which is heavily influenced by the Department of Education, is to get them out and defund the Department of Education. Reform is futile. It'll cost several more generations of American children, even if reform is possible. And by then, there will be no America. Here at the JBS, we have an action project called Save Our Children from Public Schools. It's a perfect example of education and action. We explain why public schools are so harmful. We provide several resources with that knowledge, including two special reports from the New American. But we also have an action portion, we include a page to help parents find educational alternatives. We provide several links to help in the search. 
On top of it all, we actually created a private live online school as an option for classical Americanist education. It's called Freedom Project Academy. Our education action project is one of the many where we take a problem, one that is the root of many societal issues, and design a strategy against it. We also have action projects aimed at getting us out of the UN, on the dangers of Agenda 2030, the importance of supporting your local police and keeping them from being nationalized, and stopping the globalist trade agenda. These are the sort of campaigns that go to the root of the problem, designed to cut the globalist ties to your everyday life. We also have plenty of tools to bring attention to and support bills that shrink government, both on the federal and state level. This includes our many legislative alerts on a wide variety of topics. And there's our congressman scorecard, one of the best tools that exists to determine who your representative really is. You may talk a good game, but how does he vote? That's where the congressman scorecard comes in. They can't talk their way out of their voting record. Lastly, if you're really looking to get active to save America and you haven't done so already, apply for membership in the John Birch Society. Our founder created this organization for the exact purpose of shrinking government and increasing individual liberty. We have 63 years in the trenches of activism. We have a national organization structure ready to plug you in wherever you are. And if you'd like to know more, check out the link that says how to get started with the JBS. Anyone who values liberty needs to get involved in some way or another. It can be as simple as passing on articles that tell the truth. To something more involved, like running for local office, or working on a specific project, such as creating and leading a support your local police or restore election integrity committee. We provide all levels of invo involvement opportunities. Get a hold of your regional coordinator if you need help figuring out what's right for you. Defeating the tide of tyranny is going to be a long process. That's because it took a long time to get here. And we've already begun fighting back, so we're not starting from scratch. We'll need to spread truthful information to vote in liberty-loving local, state, and federal representatives and to work together to return power to the local level. This is how we win. Education and action. Freedom is on the move. We have the momentum and the truth on our side. Now is the time. People all over the world are ready to fight back. In America, let's lead once again. And remember, Whatever ails society, freedom is the cure.